Hi everyone, just a friendly warning. I realize that I forgot to mention this at the beginning, so I'll do it now. There are spoilers for The Queen's Gambit mentioned in this episode, so if you haven't watched it already and you plan to and you don't want it to be spoiled, I suggest you pause this episode and go watch the series before listening. However, if you've already watched it or if you don't plan to watch The Queen's Gambit for some reason, then you've been warned. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of You Have My Attention. I have the Midnight Bat with me here again. And we're going to be talking about chess. Yes, we're going to talk about chess. So, uh, you know, recently, lately, we've been learning more about chess. And we've played a few games against each other. And we're going to talk about why we, you know, started to learn more about it and why... Um, we've been more inspired. So just to kind of start off with a little bit of background information about chess. So chess is a two-player board game. It's strategy-based. The board consists of 64 squares of ro- eight rows and eight columns. Um, these are arranged in a checkerboard pattern with alternating colors. And for each side, the pieces consist of one king, one queen, two rooks, two bishops, two knights and eight pawns well basically the reason why um we're talking about chess is because of the show that we watched called the queen's gambit on netflix and that show made me like like start liking chess so um yeah i just really like it and um i think i only played chess but not for real like when i was a kid because i didn't know all the rules and i kept forgetting them and so i just acted like i knew but i didn't really know so you would just pretend to play like was it by yourself or with th- other people well it was like um with 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 my sister but like that's it so, so just for fun you guys just like played with the people because it came like with a set of like wi- it came like with other games inside it like checkers i don't know if you remember that but um i knew how to play checkers it's way more easier it's way easier to to understand and to play checkers yeah, yeah it's a simpler game there's a lot less rules yeah, there's so many rules to and chess pieces. that I was like, Ugh, why are there so many? And I always keep forgetting the way that the pawns move, but I think I'm remembering them the more I play it. Yeah, so do you want to go over how each one moves? Um, um you, were, you should say that one because I always forget. Okay, so basically the king can move one square in any direction. Uh, the exception is when you do a move called castle, castling. Um, but I, I guess we might explain that later. But then, basically, the object of the game is to capture the opponent's king. Yeah. That's what you're trying to aim for. You kind of want to have the king in a situation where they can't get out of... You know, they can't move anywhere to where they're, they'll be safe. Or another piece can't block um, one of your movements that would uh, basically attack or threaten the king. Is there any way to capture a king with a bishop? Because every time I try to play it, like, it could only move diagonally. But, like, it's, like, I can't move it. Yeah, if you corner the king and then you have other pieces that are blocking the king from moving in other directions. Yeah, you can definitely. Because I tried and I was like, how come every direction that I move is not in the path of the king? It's weird. So, I don't know. 
Well, basically, you have to remember, so you have two bishops, and one bishop will always land on the lighter squares, and the other bishop will always land on the darker squares. Oh. If you notice, yeah. So if you, you have to use that w- one that is on the darker one? No, it just depends on where your king is, and what the situation is, and where your other pieces are that are blocking the king or threatening the king. So when you're threatening, when you put the king in a threatening situation, not yet captured, but, you know like risk like the king has to make a move or you have to make a move with another piece that's called check the other you know the person that does that has put the other person's king in check and then checkmate is when you've won the game is basically when you can't move any other piece or the king in any place where it won't uh result in an illegal move oh okay well i don't really know all of the Cause there's there's so many different ways that you can play it, and I'm just like this is so hard. I want to be good, but I just I just can't remember all the rules. And yeah, it's the just more really you play hard. it, the easier it gets, and you know the more you learn about it and practice, and you won't have to like think about it too much in terms of how each piece moves, because that'll just become natural over time. But you just have to play it a lot. I think. I think I'm just really fascinated by the craftsmanship of um each like physical chess set like um like we have one that's like a harry potter one and i just really like the way the pieces look because they look different than other chess sets so i just think i'm just fascinated by it and I, and now that i'm thinking about it i wish i could make some like make some actual pieces like, like chess pieces that would yeah, be cool. like out of wood or something yeah yeah, often a lot of the ones that I see, they're like, usually they look like they're made out of wood. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to the how the way the pieces move. So uh, that's how the king moves, right? One Nerdy space, stuff, chess stuff. Yeah, one <laughs> space in any direction. The only exception is castling, which I'll go to. I'll, I might talk about later. But anyway, the queen is the next piece, and that's your most powerful piece. It can move any direction across the board so it can go and uh, but it can forward, move like backward. all the way right as yeah long it can as go all the way, way. Like, it can move diagonally all the way across the board it can move uh forward all the way across the board if as long as it's not blocked by another piece which in which case it could actually capture that piece um it can move you know forward backward diagonally yeah so any of those directions all the way across the board so it's a very powerful piece and yeah, that one's the best. That one's the most fun to play with because you can move the most. And my least favorite ones are the pawns because you can only move four. I'm like, that's it. That, yeah, that's literally it. Until you <laughs> like reach bored. the other side. Okay, I'll move on to the. I want to get to those other pieces as well. So after the queen, it's you have two rooks on either. Uh, when when you're starting End of the, the starting position, yeah, yeah, the starting positions you have the rooks on the corners, right on the back, uh, row. And those can move forward or sideways all the way across the board. So you can move one space or you can move all the way across, like to the to one side or all the way forward. Then you have the bishops, which you've already kind of mentioned, how they move diagonally. And each player has two and they each can move. So basically you have one that's going to be on a white squ- on the light squares and another one that's always going to be on dark squares. And then you have two knights and those move in an L shape. So L means two either forward, back, or left or right, two spaces and then um 
in a different in a different direction another space so like you'll say you can move your knight up to and then left w one square or up two squares right one square or you know sideways two squares and then up you know like that they move in l shape and then you have the eight pawns which can only move forward the exception being uh when it comes to capturing so they capture diagonally one space didn't you say that chess was based on a different game yes so basically chess the origins it comes from another game it can be traced all the way back nearly actually over a thousand years ago Jeez. um yes a predecessor in india i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation but it's chaturanga i believe um from india then spread to persia and then through the a arab invasion and conquest of persia it was taken up in the muslim world and then eventually spread to spain and then the rest of europe so it has a long history yes um it's believed it also spread to other parts of asia through india so like from india went to china through uh buddhists that traveled um from india to china and um there's other variations of similar ver like uh similar games they have similar rules with with a few differences i i don't believe i i can't remember all the <laughs> the little specifics of how different they are but yeah basically that's that's the root of the game that's basically where it came from okay yeah so it's been around a long time it's developed um through you know uh, that long period of time and the origin of checkmate um comes from that same or, uh, original or uh game and it's like shamat i think that's how you pronounce it and it's um you know to english that when translated to english it pretty much sounds like checkmate so that's where that comes from so it's an old game but it's like more newer to me because of the queen's gambit the show yeah so i really want to talk about the show like i don't know anything about the history i just like the show and the game is fun but i want to be good like beth but i'm not <laughs> yeah <she's> <laughs> obviously because she's you know very very like well trained in it and not everything so yeah so i guess we can get into that so we were really impressed by the show you know the storyline the acting the costumes the set the design. cinematography yes they're really well done and so because of that the series has received widespread critical acclaim and it won a lot of awards i looked on the wikipedia and it won like like so many it was yeah like, I was like, we, oh, we actually, noticed I didn't as know. we were like reading up about it just kind of casually not too super serious um research but just just to have a better idea um we were um not completely aware i mean i knew it was well received but i didn't know it had won that many awards so the original it's called it's cons it's called the netflix original it was released on october 23rd 2020 and it was really well wildly popular when it came out um within a few weeks it had been i think become the most watched and Netflix i knew series. i knew about the sh i mean i knew when it came out because i you know i kept seeing the trailers for it and stuff but i didn't really like watch it until you know more recently and um 
I just really love it. So the series also, um, it's based on a novel called The Queen's Gambit by Walter Tevis. Many say that this show uh, made it such a big impact in the world of chess. So the series actually, it really attracted a fresh interest in the world of chess. And even the chess community, they've praised the accuracy of the games shown in the series. Um, the actual chess games that have been played in the show, they're real. And they were even... Um, went into the you know they wanted to make sure they were doing a good job so they actually hired a chess consultant that i believe was a grandmaster um and I mean, they it should be yes and they made you don't want sure they made sure the games in the show were accurate and that they were realistic um so if you want to go into your favorite characters so basically the main character of the show is elizabeth Harmon. Or, but they call her Beth Harmon. Yes, she goes by Beth in the series. And it's basically played by Anya. Anya, uh, Anya. Anya Taylor-Joy. I just want to call her Anya. Mm-hmm. And I really... I mean, my ca- favorite characters were Beth and Benny. Um, but I really liked... Um, <laughs> the guy... The guy... What's his name? Harry... Beltic. Harry... Um, yes, but his real name is also Harry. Like the actual actor and in he was life. in harry potter he played dudley so i thought it was so funny that he was in in the show but he was you know all grown up and obviously a different person but i was just really impressed by his english like like the what would you call it like his american accent i was just like whoa like he sounds so different i yeah. didn't even know it was him his name is harry melling yeah well actually my sister didn't know it was him um but yeah it took i think it took me a second to realize it was him and then i knew I, right away actually and then i was like wait because of his I'm face pretty sure it's that actor from the harry potter series he plays harry potter's cousin in the yeah series. um but characters i didn't like the mom the adoptive mom she was so annoying you know what i mean like she like like she seemed like really sweet in the beginning like when they fr- like freshly adopted her but then the mom is just like just i don't know i feel like she kind of like uses beth like for money you know what i mean i feel like she was kind of exploiting her a little bit but but then i also thought like their relationship was really sweet because she actually you know they actually got along and all that stuff Uh uh-huh so um you know they would travel the world and play or she would um beth would play chess and she you know she like took her with her because she was still underage and stuff um but (laughs) i just got really annoyed by the mom because she was not acting like a like how a mom should in my opinion you know she was like always drinking and then even encouraged her daughter to drink the adoptive mom yeah yeah the adoptive mom and then but the adoptive dad was was so much worse because he was like basically ignoring beth and like acting like she didn't even exist and then um didn't they like did they get a divorce i don't remember did did the adoptive parents get a a divorce if not i don't remember i don't think it was official i think she i think he just left he He just just like straight up left he had like very little um interest in the whole like the adoption of beth and like very little interest in his wife apparently he was always out um i think his 
job required him to travel and so he was like not around but what pissed me off is when he was literally uh kicking beth out of the house because she was you know she was doing really well on her own and making money off of playing chess and she was trying to once uh her adoptive mother passed away yeah and her so when she passed away the dad was like well get out of my house and and but she's like you don't even live here you know what i mean like you don't even come around you don't even care about your you know your wife that passed away yeah it's pretty complicated with beth because well like you know she's an orphan her mother passed away when she was young she went to an orphanage i don't know if they were very clear on what happened with her dad her mom had like mental health issues um but they did show her her biological father though but he was like he left yeah but then also the her her biological mother was kind of trying to fight him off and be like oh she's my daughter and like she would just like keep her locked in in the house but they were like arguing and so Mm -hmm. it was a couple things she had yeah but it was pretty clear that she had some mental health issues and she i don't know if I don't know if I read this or if I understood this from when I watched it, but she was very smart, but she had definitely had some issues and problems with her biological father and um, Beth's biological father. Um, Yeah. And so, uh, well, in the beginning of the show, she's, you know, in the orphanage and she's still a little kid and, you know, she doesn't really like have friends or anything yet except for like one girl but there's a janitor that works in the orphanage that actually teaches her teaches her how to play chess Mm -hmm. and you know the part that i thought was crazy was that how she was able to like play chess with herself like in her mind like when she was just like looking up at the ceiling and imagining the chess pieces like moving on the board i'm like how do you like how do you like think (laughs) like that how are you able to do that yeah she's basically a prodigy right because how many people when they learn chess see chess and like play themselves like or play go over games like that mentally in that way like that's pretty crazy um but there are some themes within the series of you know mental health problems family conflict um including like abandonment right like it's kind of a theme that's explored through uh with her biological father her you know that her mother passing away her adoptive mother her adoptive father who pretty much doesn't care as you mentioned um and that kind of ties into some of the uh substance abuse uh that is another theme within the series so um it's really weird how when she goes to that orphanage and then they have like everybody take medication everyone there's on medication it was like some kind of tranquilizer and i looked it up and the tranquilizer isn't a real one but i think it's based off a different drug yeah i don't know which one they're alluding to but yeah it's weird how they have it everybody taking it and then in like for beth it becomes an addiction to this medication and then the addiction extends um to when she's an adult too yeah it keeps going but she's introduced through it through that you know circumstance at at the orphanage and then at one point they stop giving it to the the girls at the orphanage and she's like she's still experiencing withdrawals from it um 
so yeah that's that's interesting so she she has she has trouble at the orphanage but the one i guess silver lining of her being there is that she was taught chess by um you know the the custodian who who taught her and he actually gives her the first entry fee like he gives her like he lets her borrow money later uh later on after she's been adopted to go uh play in a tournament in her first chess tournament yeah and then that's when she kind of learns that girls aren't really you know like common in the chess world like they're not you know it's literally it's like a boys club basically like it's a bunch of dudes so we should mention the series is set um in the 50s and 60s so it's not like modern day a modern day story it's like in a different time you know different uh situations for women and girls so that's definitely the case there um you know with there not being girls involved in the you know tournaments so yeah like you said boys clubs um situation but she quickly proves that she's more than capable of beating a lot of the people um that she plays she does yeah. really well even from the beginning um there's a scene where she's playing i think it's like 10 games simultaneously against high school students yeah in a chess club and you know she beats them all like nothing yeah and then that really impresses um the high school teacher yeah the high school teacher and then and then she enters that tournament and then she plays you know all the people in the tournament but then you know she has to beat harry beltic and you know she ends up beating him mm-hmm. so that kind of like was her you know that was like her starting point to you know all the tournaments and all that because the whole show is her following her during the tournaments you know all over the the country basically or all over the world actually yeah eventually eventually she goes like to national tournaments international tournaments and she travels um her adoptive mother you know goes along with her she's uh at one point she's still in school and her mother kind of gets her excuses saying like oh she's sick oh she can't go blah 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 to get her out of having to go to school so she can go to some of these tournaments which is some questionable behavior but Mm -hmm. she does really well and then um until she gets to a tournament in mexico city and her adoptive mother passes away there and she's very you know uh upset and she has a lot of grief from the loss of her adoptive mother even though she wasn't like she she was only living with her for a few years right not very long before yeah i mean she was still like a teenager i think when she got adopted and then and then she became of age and then actually i think she was was she still a teenager she was like 17 or 18 i think yeah i think she was like about to be an adult like when her mom died so she was near that it was near that time but yeah so then she continues on with her tournaments and she you know meets other people in the chess world and continues to develop her her playing strategy and um you know all those things so also she kind of what i like is that she kind of develops her own sense of fashion too and so since she's getting all this money from the tournaments she uses that money to like you know feed her fashion you know her love of fashion yeah (laughs) Yeah, but then also like she's still addicted and like she's drinking 
you know yeah, so it's sad point, it, yeah it gets harder for her after uh her adoptive mother passes away and then she wins some tournaments but then she i think she, there's one that she loses or she i don't remember exactly the timeline of, of everything um but she does eventually have like a, a low lower point where i don't know if you call it rock bottom or not but she like you know starts to do very poorly and in, in the sense of like with her issues with substance abuse it gets everything you know gets worse and then she kind of um she gets some help from people you know harry belte comes and checks on her and like her friend from the orphanage you know finds her you know Mm -hmm. gets in contact with her and then she ends up going to um be a grandmaster you know in russia in russia which is like insane Although at the time oh, it's not also, called Russia, right? It's this, the the time of the Soviet Union. Well, so. yes, but she, I just like how she like goes the extra mile and starts learning Russian. And so when, you know, she's at one of the tournaments, like the the Russian people, they're like talking in Russian about her. Like she's like in an elevator. Yeah, the Soviets are like discussing about her, and she's like, I she she, she knew what they were she saying. She knew what they were saying, but they didn't know that she knew because she had studied, you know, Russian at a community college. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And I love, like, uh, all the characters that she, like, runs into in, in the tournaments. It's a lot of the times the same people. But um, um, I love Benny, though, because he has he also has, like, a really unique, sen- like, sense of style, too. And, you know, he's really good at those quick games of chess. And, you know, he beats her and, like, they play for money. And, you know, she's like really like pressed about it because you know she she's she isn't as good as the, in the quick games but she's better in the normal games um but then at one point she goes to his apartment in new york and you know they're really getting into the i guess this you know he's like kind of teaching her a little bit of the strategies that he you know uses that he uses like, that he yeah. got from like a bunch of different books and she she's also you know studying and learning studying and learning and she also learned from um harry beltic too but you know but they like she really needs her, the help of her friends basically you know in order to win that very last game with that you know russian guy yeah the the soviet grandmaster um he yeah, so basically Beth, she does need all the help. I think that really reminds me of the whole concept of the self-made man and woman. There's a speech by Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is, right? He's a former... I think everybody knows. Yeah, governor <laughs> of California, very famous. Um, he gave a speech at an... Uh, not an award show. It was at a graduation. It was a college graduation. I don't remember which university it was. It was years back, but he talked about the self-made man and he said that he will never call himself the self a self-made man because he says it doesn't exist basically he talks about how when he came to the u.s and he was like you know an immigrant with not a lot of money who's struggling and you know trying his best to um make something of himself here um you know he was trying to go for the the what do you call it? So he got a lot of help, basically. Yeah, he he was trying to go for the the bodybuilding stuff, you know, that was his goal, 
and he talks about how some guys from the the gym that he was going to they like on thanksgiving they went and they like you know brought food and everything and he was talking about how like there's no such thing as a self-made man it's not real it's a myth because really everybody gets help from someone in some way they have support from family or friends or otherwise you know yeah. i mean or other people Ky- yeah so kylie jenner can't say that she's a self-made billionaire yeah <laughs> because she had a lot of, help. of a self-made man or woman um that that's not really realistic because everybody receives help something along the way um you know in order to get to that point yeah and and this is really something that i think is shown in this series is that Beth is very talented. She's very smart. She's uh she's a prodigy, a chess prodigy. Uh, many people could argue that, right? Um but she was, you know, she and she had her struggles, she had her challenges. She had, you know, her her family background was like you know, combination of sad, tragic and complicated. And, you know, her upbringing was difficult. So um but I think even if she had an ideal, like, upbringing, if things hadn't had been completely different, we don't know what would have happened. We don't know if she would have even gotten into chess in the first place, right? Because she obviously has this natural talent of, you know, strategy and, like, calcul- calculations and, you know, things like that. Um, but she had help, too. She worked very hard, but she did receive help. She wouldn't have beat um, some people without the help of, you know, her friends that trained her and so the support that she got from others. You know, if Mr. Scheibel hadn't taught her. Yeah. Know, if, uh, you know, Harry Beltic hadn't, you know, formed a friendship with her and they he hadn't, like, offered to train her, you know, if her adoptive mother even though she wasn't the perfect parent you know or even close to an ideal parent if she hadn't been supported enough to go with her and you know during the games too you could see when her adoptive mother was uh going with her to tournaments she was you know telling her you know uplifting things she was encouraging her she was telling her how like you can beat them and she would say like why don't you take a break why don't you go um you know, she would see how she was, Beth was like studying and cramming before the the matches. And she would kind of tell her like, hey, you know, go, go have a little fun before, you know, it's going to be better for you than you um, just stressing right before. And, and, and the friends that she made too, they, they helped her along the way. So yeah, that's something that I thought was something that I thought about a lot. I think when I watched the series uh, this time around I, i've watched it twice um i believe i watched it the first time around the round when it came out and then recently with you but yeah that's something that stood out to me also another thing about the show i did not like how okay so when she was you know a kid and she played her first real tournament you know she met that guy uh, another ch- fellow chess player named towns and he like she like had like a massive crush on him and she's like in love with him throughout the show basically but she like gets with other yeah, guys she's with but him. the thing that i don't like about is that it's creepy because he's like when they met she was a kid and he was like in his 20s and she's like he i'm in, in love with- I, I looked it up i looked it up he said it said he was like in his 20s or something and i was I like i think Girl. it wasn't clear to me what his age was that is weird he looked way older than her it was yeah, very but- clear 
that I could like, tell there was a big age gap, but I wasn't sure what age he was when they met. I think I they met when she was like 14 or 15 or something. I think she okay, was 14. I, I didn't know if he was like 16 or 17 or what age he was supposed to be. It can be hard to tell sometimes what age someone's, unless they explicitly mention. But I could tell later on he was definitely in his 20s. He was very, I don't know. I just thought that part was creepy, but that's fine, you know. It's, you know, there's there's always things like that. And, you know, in different time frames, people think that it's acceptable. Or to, they don't you know, see it as... They don't see it as wrong. As wrong as we do now. But yeah, yeah. that was uh, something that I guess stood out to you. Yeah. But anything else that that you... Did you connect with any of the characters? Do you, what, do you, what did you think about? Well, I really like... I mean, obviously the main character, Beth, like she's so great, but I really loved Benny too. And um, Beltic was really good too because, you know, he seemed like he really wanted, even though his level of, you know, in the in chess, w- oh. yeah, like his skill level wasn't as good as Beth's. He really wanted to help her, you know, and, um, you know, like um, he lived with her for a little bit and they like were studying chess books together and she was learning from all that and and she learned a lot from benny too because he's like you know one of the great chess players in their like i guess age group or whatever or actually not even in their age group just in general so um i just thought their relationship was really interesting because you know they could relate to each other and you know he was helping her and it was just um I don't know. Like, I liked their back and forth, you know, banter and all that. And Jolene was cool. I thought I really liked how they brought back Jolene at the end because mm-hmm. she loans her some money to go to that, those last tournaments. Yeah. So it was really th- with the help of Jolene and her other friends that she was able to beat, you know, that grandmaster guy. And so she became a grandmaster. And so, yeah, I just really loved it. Really loved the show. I think I also, uh, one of my favorites is definitely the janitor, Mr. Scheibel, who taught her. Yeah. And he was a good teacher. Um, I think also I like that scene towards the end where Beth and Jolene go back to the orphanage and they go see, they also go to Mr. Scheibel's funeral because they find out that he passed away and they see at the orphanage that he had all these like newspaper and magazine clippings like, oh yeah she newspaper. like went down to where he was working and he had that bulletin yeah, board wh- where he had pictures his, his working space and how he had all these clippings of like her winning tournaments and like uh you know he had a picture of them when she you know was uh, residing there when she was young when he was teaching her and that was really cool i thought that was really really good um yeah that was sweet and she got really emotional over it yeah i thought that was cool how he you know being his being her teacher and still supporting her from afar um that was cool following her her trajectory true do you want to talk about uh wizard's chess yeah so um i know for you you kind of mentioned it well i was kind of i'm not i'm definitely an amateur chess player i mean we both are right uh, we're not like we've never played it seriously just kind of played each other and played the computer on like chess.com or stuff like that mm-hmm. um but i know you mentioned that one of your inspirations you that for wanting to learn chess was well harry potter harry potter wizard's chess wizard's chess so basically um 
in the Harry Potter series, they have wizard's chess. Um, I remember it being more present in the first book and the movie, but I know it's kind of like mentioned in the other books and I think in the movies it kind of shows up a little bit in the background, but uh, definitely you see it more in the first. Yeah, they they mention it in the first yeah. and second book and um and you know it's just like regular chess but like the pieces are alive basically yeah, yeah. and so, so they'll hit each other you know yeah <laughs> yeah so um that's yeah that's the difference between wizards and what they would call in the harry potter world muggle chess yeah um the pieces uh are kind of like alive i guess i don't know if they say some kind of spell or if that's just how the chess set works once you once you open it open the box or whatever but you basically tell them where to move as if they were your troops it's like you're the the commander or something and if you're familiar with the pieces and they like you like mm-hmm. the pieces like like you as a as a person or a person who owns a chess set or plays with the chess set um it's easier for you to get them to to move so in in this in the series ron his chess set is like a hand-me-down. I think it was his grandfather's or something. So it's like an old an old chess set. And mind you, these pieces, like, they actually, like, hit each other. So his, like, his pieces are, like, looking rough and everything. But they they know Ron really well. They like Ron. <laughs> so, like, it's <laughs> they easy like for him. Ron. It's easy for him to get them to move the way uh, he wants them to. Um, and that actually gives you some advantage if you're like familiar with your chess set and your chess set pieces like you. <laughs> um, it's also <laughs> amusing that um, they act out. The pieces will actually act out and get upset if you don't give them enough attention. Like if you're like, hey, are you ever going to move oh, me? Oh my God, that you is know? so funny. Or they can even give you advice or feedback uh, if they think you need you need it or if they don't trust your judgment, which I know happened to, I think, I don't know if it was Harry or... Um, Seamus Finnegan I think no I think Harry was playing with Seamus Finnegan's set at one point or something I remember reading something about that but yeah that's that's funny and it's it's definitely interesting the way it's uh set up in the wizarding world I just like how in the first one there's you know at the uh, um there's a scene at the end of the first movie where they're trying to like win the that big wizard chess game to like basically get to the sorcerer's stone get to the sorcerer's stone and (laughs) ron is like you know he's he's trying he like actually like sits on the freaking like what is it called the knight like the horse it's like a like a human sized chess set yeah like that scene yeah (laughs) and you know who set that up right it was professor mcgonagall she was the one who was like we're gonna put a chess set like yeah if you want to get to the (laughs) That was one of the things. Oh, I, had to I go think through. they like briefly mentioned it in the book, but I I forgot about uh-huh. that. But I I just like that line that Ron says where he's like where he's telling Harry that he needs to like, you know, get across and win. He's like, Not me, not Hermione, you <laughs> Yeah, because I think him, Hermione and uh Harry all like mount or like get on a piece as the game moves and then ron kind of commands the pieces because he's like the best one of the three when it comes to chess he's like the best at it he said i'll be a knight yeah he chooses (laughs) a knight uh harry harry chooses a bishop i think and hermione chooses a rook i believe if i remember correctly 
Oh yeah, Hermione doesn't really like Wizards Chess. Yeah, she even <laughs> loses a game right, and then when, at the beginning when she's learning how to play. I don't know, but I just remember in the movie she just says, "That's totally barbaric." Yeah, because she sees <laughs> Ron playing it, and she sees how Wizards Chess is like, you know, how the pieces actually attack each other and all that. She's like, "What?" <laughs> I feel like. I feel like if Wizards Chess was real, I feel like you would you would be like that. So you'd be like, Ugh, why do they have to beat each other up? Like why that? do they have to? Why does it have to be violent? Yeah, that would be. Interesting. Yeah, you're more like Hermione in that way. I think it's I think it's interesting that Harry picks a bishop. If if I remember correctly, he picks a bishop. You know, a lot of chess. I've heard a lot of chess players say, well, really on YouTube, I guess people that are really into it talk Wait, about how are there. Do you follow like like a chess no, channel? I no, I don't. But I've seen some videos made by like people that are really into chess. After we started playing and watching Queen's Gambit, I I got recommended videos on YouTube about chess and like different plays. Like you know, like it's like YouTube. What is it called? YouTube Shorts. Yeah. Like I kept getting like recommended those chess plays, and I would be like, oh my god, I need yeah, to get the better strategies. There's like. I know I got a few of those and they, a lot of them were like openings, you know, openings are, it's like your, your strategy for the first, like, I don't know, five, six or so moves, like how you start the game. Yeah. And also depending on if you get uh white or black, like the light or the dark pieces, because the, the, the lighter pieces are supposed to go first. Whoever has that, that side of the chessboard, they're supposed to go first. Yeah. That's just the, the white ones go first. Yeah. That's the way they go. But, um, yeah, I remember when we were playing, we, we got a chess set um, at home and we set it up and we were like confused about how to set it up. We were like, I literally looked up a video to like figure out how to do it right. And it turns out that like when we started playing, it turns out we had the the board facing the wrong way. So uh, we had to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of funny <laughs> yeah not even not even you caught that i thought you were like already a chess no expert. like i said i've played it like on with your boyfriend on PC right more yeah or like on those you know apps or whatever more than i have with like a physical chess set and those oh, okay. are already set up i don't have to set them up myself so you know i didn't i wasn't sure <laughs> and it but had that... been a while since because there's a point where i was playing it quite a bit like just in my spare time or my free time i was playing against the computer different levels even though like the easy levels are so hard to beat computers <laughs> are so hard to play against they also make moves apparently that are like not human moves like because they can see what? so many steps ahead oh yeah they'll no, make moves that a human wouldn't make beth a human would would think that move is weird because they're like that's too risky you know but a computer because they have seen all these steps ahead but they, beth they harman would well, she would we look. don't know maybe <laughs> no like she said. would she's that good <laughs> benny says that she's the best there is and <laughs> i believe it <laughs> yeah do you know anything about like grandmasters in real life hell no i don't know nothing i just know uh well i saw like there's a what is it called you know how after um you, um you're done watching something on netflix like like the queen's gambit it'll recommend other stuff well it recommended that the making of the queen's gambit and i thought it was really interesting mm-hmm. and um i just liked how i guess anya was like she she was very dedicated and like actually like learned and you know de- she said that she developed her own style in playing chess so 
I don't know. I just thought that was interesting because obviously she's not Beth, but she plays Beth. But, you know, she has her own style. Right. Yeah. What kind of style do you think you have, Ellie? Uh, (laughs) I don't. I don't know. I think it depends on the other person's way of playing. Because I think when I play you, I'm pretty like more. uh, I play more offense. Like you will attack immediately. Well, (laughs) you know what? When I play a computer, I play more defensive. No, I think I play more offensive, which is probably not the best strategy because a computer is very offensive. Maybe the way I should play is more defensive. Okay. I think with when I play you, it's kind of like a mix. Yeah, because I want to protect the pieces, but like Ellie's like, let me get them first. Let me get, let me catch those. Usually what I like to do is I try to, I try to get the other opponent's pawn, like as much eliminate as many pawns as i can and like at first Mm -hmm. but um you know i really try to get those stronger pieces have you ever beat have you ever beat your boyfriend in chess once i think or i uh, yeah i think one because we only we've only played a couple times he okay he taught me how to play well Um, he does not back down from no he did game. not go easy he does not me. he's not the, <laughs> even with any board game that we've played like he will not go easy on you like when we play clue he's very like no he's playing you know to what win. i mean yeah. yeah um is that how do you feel like you're like that not really actually um i mean i want to win but i don't want to win as badly as like other people do when i when i played board games against other people like some people are way more you know trying to win i but with chess it's a little different because it's a two-player game right yeah um and it's not chess is definitely a game i'm not good at i want to be so good that it shocks people but like <laughs> there's no way <laughs> like it's the, I, the, you have it's to possible put, for but sure you, you have to put it took me a while before i got better at it i was really bad at but you too. have to put so much time and dedication to it i'm like i don't know if, if I can you want to be that. really really good yes yeah. Um, if you're a prodigy, it, it'll come faster and easier to you. But yeah, it's a difficult game. It's not easy at all. I think it's one of the harder board games. I think the hardest board game you can probably play. Yeah. I, I like I like games that are easy. <laughs> I like games. You know what? I like games that involve more like physical skill. I think. Like I like playing pool. Like well, on PC. But I also in, like in games that too. aren't so that aren't so competitive do you like games that are more like luck based or no or more uh more skill i like the skill ones. well there's skill in chess right there's a lot of skill but it's well, yeah, very but... strategy based whereas yeah. there are games that are like skill and strategy but they're like more leaning towards like the skill like i said like pool for example something mm-hmm. like darts or something like that Ooh, i rather play darts because it's easy to pick up and like you know you just throw it that's it you don't have to like think too hard well you do want to try to aim and yes but you're not thinking too hard it's more laid back to me of a game than than chess yeah i like laid back serious you know chess is not like it's fun but it's serious i like ones that are less serious like connect four fun yeah connect four (laughs) i can beat people but like it's so much less serious it's like way it's quicker too it's quicker you know what i mean you don't take a million years just to finish a game you just do it that's right why there away. are versions of chess that are like faster mm-hmm. 
like their speed chess and then there's also like you only get a certain number of minutes uh to play like five minutes per uh, per player or you know you get you know a time frame so that it doesn't drag on forever but if you're playing it just until the next person is ready like just like that and there's no like time limit um it can take a long time for sure well okay this is i just this popped into my head but i remember in I know that in the last Twilight movie or book, they um, Bella and Edward are playing chess a lot, mm-hmm. but I don't remember like if who's who's really good. Is she just really good at it, or is he good at it? I don't. Know. I don't remember. I just remember that they were <laughs> playing it. No, yeah. Well, on the co- the cover of the book, it actually shows like those chess pieces on there of um, Breaking Dawn. Breaking Dawn. Why did they put chess? Is it because well they, they are playing, playing it? Well, I think it's their honeymoon or something. Yeah, they're playing a bunch of chess. But yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not good at chess at all. But you know, I want to be good. Are you gonna keep playing? Yeah, but like I don't like playing you because <laughs> you keep winning, and I want to win at least one time. But I, I beat you, but I take a while. Cause you put up a really good fight. Like it's okay. Yay. It's not, it's never a fast, like checkmate situation. It's always like, Oh, there's been a couple times, I think, or at least once where it's been like a stalemate. Like I was close to getting you to checkmate, but then you moved in a way and I didn't, you moved in a, your pieces in a way. And I didn't kind of foresee that that resulted in us being a stalemate, which is basically like you, the game will just go on forever. Cause there's no way for the either one to win. Like I can't get, I couldn't get you into checkmate, and you couldn't get me into checkmate. Yeah, like you couldn't completely that was, get out of it, so where you could get me, you know. There, that so. was the closest I ever came to winning, and I was like, "Haha, you didn't win." I thought I was gonna <laughs> win because I think at that at that point I had eliminated like almost all of your pieces. I think you only had like a pawn, but left you didn't with win. But you didn't, I didn't win. win. I didn't. I messed <laughs> up. I messed up, and I didn't think about the whole stalemate stalemate situation so much because I had you pretty cornered. Mm-hmm. yeah but i think the more we play the more the better you'll get okay well. and if you really wanted to get more serious you could study like openings and different defense strategies and then you could become even better uh, have you seen those examples where they you checkmate someone in like very few moves because uh, they make, i have they actually make some mista- if you make some mistakes in the beginning you can get yourself in trouble yeah i've seen those where I th- it was like one video and it was like how to beat someone in like three moves or yeah. something like that. It, it's and, called but the it's, fool's mate is one of them, right? There's one that's called. The yeah, fool's because mate. that. Don't, but that don't that play only works if the other person doesn't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So and they do. They don't know what they're doing, and they make specific moves. Yeah. So yeah. that's very, very. There's a very low chance for that to work. You know, with another person. Mm-hmm. I think earlier I mentioned the way pawns move the pawn for its first move it can move two spaces forward i forgot to mention that that's okay (laughs) and then the (laughs) castling thing basically you can castle on either side king side or queen side and that's where you kind of isn't that where you move the rook yeah you move the king two spaces to either the left or right um and then the rook on the side of where you moved your king towards it moves to the opposite side of the king that it was on and you can only do that if you haven't 
move the king or the rook at all in and the that game. protects it better those, those that particular rook and the king yeah that kind of provides some extra protection for the king it puts it in a more protective position so that's like a defense a, a defense mechanism or strategy component but yeah that's like the basics i guess or we didn't mention any openings because i don't have i don't know any openings i've just heard some of them but i don't i don't know them yeah you know by heart yet so that's pretty much it right chess everybody yeah do so on a scale of one to ten what do you rate the queen's gambit the show oh my god it's a ten i was like obsessed with it you think it's the best netflix like series that you've seen uh oh do you mean netflix original or just show on netflix in general original original. netflix original probably yeah i would i would have to say that it's the best series i think i can't think the best show ever on netflix right now currently breaking bad is Uh, it is it on it's not a netflix original but it's on netflix yeah you like it more than the walking dead i know you're a big the walking dead Dead is like up there too the Walking Dead is probably after. Okay, rank Breaking Bad. Gambin, Breaking Bad, Walking Dead. Rank them. Breaking Bad will always be number one. Um, I think Walking Dead is second because there's more content, more episodes, more things to enjoy, more characters. Queen's Gambit is third, but it's so good. And it's the best Netflix original, in my opinion, because a lot of Netflix originals are shitty, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah especially the movies. Like, Remember that? Um, there's some good ones in there sprinkled though like bird box and a few others yeah but they're rare like they're they don't make good like very good ones there's like there's good ones and then there's like okay ones and then there's bad ones it's like a mix it's really a mix there yeah so but a lot of them are bad so i don't watch them yeah so you recommend the queen's gambit i recommend it too um if you highly recommend it. it yeah it's really good Yes. Uh, there's a lot of spoilers in this episode, so if you haven't watched it, it's still gonna <laughs> be good. It's still gonna be good. Right? If they didn't want spoilers, they would have stopped listening already. Yeah, hopefully you've watched it already. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't, point, sorry about it. At this point, <laughs> sorry about it. But um, Beth beats everybody. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler. <end>. Spoiler. <laughs> Beth beats everybody. She, win- she loses a few games along the no, way. No. Yes, but she meet she beats the guy who's you know. The grandmaster, the the big the one bo- she's bad boss, of, yeah, basically the Bowser of the whole show, <laughs> the Bowser, yeah, yeah. So that's all we have for this week. Thank you for joining us. Talk to y'all later. Bye, chess Bye. lovers. Bye.